So once he gets settled into the podium, we will listen in live here on NFL Network with Beast Mode. Let me do my time start. Oh, it started? Well, then let me start. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm going to answer with the same answer, so y'all can shoot if y'all please. I'm here so I won't get fined. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. Wackerly, your introduction didn't sound as mature as mine because I'm a 40-year-old man now. I know that. <laughs> Do you enjoy uh, Las Vegas, downtown Las Vegas? Yeah, in particular? it was fun. Fun time. I can't believe that Jeffrey was there. I would have, that would have been my first bet of a Vegas would be that Jeffrey was not going to show up, but he did show up. I was actually quite shocked by that because Jeff, Jeff's one of those people that, you know, in, initially he'll be like, oh yeah, that sounds awesome. I'll definitely be there. But as you know, you come closer to the event, he's like, right. nah, not going to make it. Or just completely he'll flake and not even say anything. And partly because Jeff isn't a very good traveler. No. He's, he's like not a, a good traveler. He's like a cranky child. It's angry at stuff. Yeah, he is like a disgruntled child. That's what it is. That that doesn't have his drugs, so he gets upset if he can't have his it's drugs. It's like it's a security blanket. Yeah. So, but this way, uh, he actually ended up driving to Vegas, so he got to bring a security blanket with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know what's funny is so I, I I still can't I still can't fathom how he ended up getting that room that he bought at the Golden Nugget. It was basically like. Like Liberace's palace <laughs> was how ama- like extravagant the room was. It, it did, and I it, don't say that in a gay way. It was just very large and like had sweeping views and it's like a penthouse two, suite, two bathrooms, yeah, two levels, jacuzzi tub. It was like the room that they give you if you're like dropping like thousands of dollars at the blackjack table. But as we all know, Jeffrey is very cheap, so he wasn't doing that. They just gave it to him because he's Jeffrey. Maybe it was like the person was a podcast fan. It's you like, know, oh, I, like a, you're yeah. my favorite guest on the second wrong podcast. I'm giving you the, the top quality room. Well, let's put this in context. So it was at the, we stayed at the Golden Nugget Casino, which is one of the oldest casinos in Vegas, but it's in downtown Vegas. It's been renovated now. It's kind of nice. Um, Very nice. They have a shark. Yeah, my sister, they have a shark tank. Well, yeah, it's in a, it's in a tank. With other it's a sharks. live shark in a tank. It's not just like laying on the carpet. And a slide that goes right through it, like a water slide. But um, my sister ended up getting me and my girlfriend an upgrade. And so we had like a really nice room. Not as nice as Jeffrey's. No, but my brother's room. Jeffrey's room room made your room look like a hovel. Yeah, no, it made it look like a utility closet. I mean, Jeff had like this amazing suite that was two floors. And what was weird about it is I was like, how how the hell did you get that? Because Jeff's one of the cheapest men I know. He's even cheaper than my dad. And uh, I was asking him about it because I told him before he went that the best way to get an upgrade is when you go to Vegas and... Listeners should do this too. Keep this in mind. If you ever go to Vegas and you're with your wife or your girlfriend or whatever, you should be like, oh, it's her first time or 
we're getting married. You know, we want to make this occasion special. So can you give us an upgrade? And they'll usually give you a free upgrade because they don't sell out of those rooms. But they'll upgrade you to like one, a room that's slightly better than your current room. Not something that like right. Jeff had. Like we'll give you the room where the toilet doesn't run all night long. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't smell not like the one that, diarrhea and cigarettes. Not the one that Jeff has. No, but Jeffrey, Jeffrey was like, oh yeah, I just did what you said to do. I just said that uh, you know, it's our first time in Vegas and uh, I want to make this special. And they gave us this free upgrade. And I was like, that's <laughs> such bullshit. Special. Was a, he said it was $125 a night. I don't believe it. I don't believe that either. I think he like gave the dude a hand job in the luggage closet. There was some ass eating going on behind the ass counter. Eating. Something, something happened. That, that escalated quickly <laughs> from hand job. Starts with a hand job, moves straight into ass eating. Mm. Um, but yeah, Jeff was there with some dude who I assumed was his boyfriend. That guy with that abnormally long neck. I thought his neck was completely fine. His neck was, you got to admit, that was a weird neck. It was just very long. It was at like, least like a half like a, if you lined up, a foot. He, he's taller than me, like most people are. But if you lined up my shoulders and his shoulders, his like head didn't start until the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like about a foot long, that neck. Yeah, it would be very tough for that guy to like limbo. Yeah, but he could probably put those rings on his neck, like those African women. Maybe that's what happened. Oh, they stretched it when he was a Maybe child? Maybe he did that. Yeah. You know, and his parents were like, your neck's going to stay like that if you're not careful. But he did it anyways, and now, you know. You know, I... I, I don't know. It, we, we're making it sound like the guy's deformed. He's not. He's, he's not deformed. He's a normal-looking guy, except just he has a long neck. And so, Jeff... I didn't know if Jeff was banging this guy or what the deal is of this relationship. Um, but I had texted in a group text. I was like, yeah, is Jeff and Draftneck coming out? And Stephanie, my sister, was like, you know, we're not supposed to call the guy Draftneck. I was like, what's the big deal? <laughs> you know, whatever. I did mean, you I, realize that Jeffrey was on that text? I didn't. See, I was hungover. I just didn't right. realize. Because I saw Because I sent you and Stephanie a text with a picture of a giraffe and said, oh, are you guys hanging out with Jeffrey and his friend? And then all of a sudden you responded to another group text saying something about giraffe neck. And I was like, oh shit, dude, you fucking responded to the text that everybody was on. Well, so Jeff responded saying the guy's neck is built for blowjobs. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, dude, <laughs> that's all I'm going to go there with that. I'm done. Uh, anyway, but you know, he was actually quite upset that you smashed that ceramic baby. That you smashed you the ceramic smashed baby? You smashed the ceramic baby. No, I did not. I mean, we could just go on for an hour like this, but we're not going to do that. I'll, but you I'll post the it. video and, you, and the, the audience can decide. But uh, so what ended up happening? I don't even understand why this happened. Like my, my brother and sister, there's this tradition of giving gag gifts, like silly gifts that are, aren't really worth anything, but are funny. And also like they're a huge inconvenience. So what my brother did is he got this like Chinese baby, ceramic baby somewhere in China. It was a baby Buddha. He brought it with him and it was, you know, probably what, like a couple feet big. I don't know. It was, it was, it wasn't heavy, but I mean, it was like a, <laughs> it was like fragile... a seven pound ceramic baby yeah it's like this fragile ceramic buddha baby and he brought it in the box to the bar that we were at some downtown shithole dive bar and we're wasted i mean it was like 1 30 in the morning we're all wasted he brings this thing and it's like no you got to carry it around ha 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 and so it was funny i mean it's it was a weird gift and he took some pictures with it and uh, but you just know that the that baby is going to be broken 
It was inevitable. We're wasting. Well, I mean, you broke it on purpose, and then you tried to make it look like I broke it. No, what what happened happened is we're walking back. We're walking back to the casinos. It was like at least three in the morning. We're wasted. Wackily tried to grab the box with the baby out of my hands. That was already broken in the box. It wasn't broken in the box yet. I pulled back. Yes, it was. I heard it break. You, you and then you it. like threw it on the ground as I was trying to grab it, and then blamed me. After you smashed the head of the baby, I smashed the rest of the body. But anyway, Jeff was quite upset about that. There's this picture. I'll you know you know how like uh, in the internet, there's those pictures that they post with someone in the background, and the next picture is zoomed in on that person's face. Uh huh. I'll do one of those because Jeff's face is just like it's just it's just a look of just complete despair. <laughs> sadness that we smashed this baby but Mm. i'll you know i'll post a video my sister sent me a video and the audience can decide i'll post it to the sick and wrong fan page on facebook um but all in all it was a good time i recommend downtown vegas it's a shithole um you know we didn't get to the avns we didn't even see any porn stars but i did see i don't understand why everybody says it's a shithole I mean, my hotel is a shithole, but I did, that's because I was cheap. I paid, like, I got the cheapest room I could get in the vicinity. But other than that, it seems pretty nice. Did, did you see the white trash? Did you see the fat the fat women that you could But that's what all pictures? of Vegas is like, dude. I don't it's understand not the like, difference. It's not that bad on the strip. It I is. Took a, I took a video of a midget with little T-Rex arms playing the drums. That's good. You don't I mean, see that at the Bellagio. No, I I love it. I think it's entertaining. Uh, did you see the fight that broke out with the guy with the mullet and the black no, guy? I would have loved to see that. Oh, that was great. The black guy just knocks him right out on Fremont Street. It's huh. blood everywhere. That, was that's that what, Saturday night? Yeah, it was Saturday night when oh, we were leaving the Golden Nugget. Point. And security comes over, but they don't really do anything. They're like, yeah, whatever. They're not in the casino. Mm, not my problem. Yeah. The, and then the, my favorite thing about Fremont Street is uh, those zip lines. So they have a zip line that the people can kind of zip over. They can fly over all the white trash. But they're totally wasted up on these zip lines. And so at one point we're walking, and then we saw a bunch of people just suddenly move out of the way. And some woman, some fat lady that they had tied to the wire was just puking the whole time. Just like puke. I mean, not the whole time on the whole ride, but like for a good like 10 feet, there's just a solid line of puke on the ground. Mm-hmm. How often do you think that happens? I don't know. I didn't see it happen. I bet you it happens on a nightly basis there. They probably screen you to see if you're really wasted before they let you on that thing. I don't think there's any screening. I think they're just like, she can walk, she can breathe, she's moving, she doesn't weigh 600 pounds. Let's just put her, strap her to it, let her go. Take your money. It was a good time though. My brother ended up staying till Tuesday. It's like five nights in Vegas. Wackily came in for five nights. Wackily came in for like twenty four hours. It was gone. Yeah, you don't need to be there any longer than that. Yeah, you know, two nights is almost too much. It is too much. That's why I only did one night. As soon as I came home, I just immediately took a shower, wash off (laughs) all that filth. It's just it's one of the only places where every place you go, people are still smoking indoors. Even in restaurants, you could smoke everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I assume if there was like a baby, you know, nursery. There'd be people smoking in there. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure. It's like, I, th- I think babies are allowed to smoke Yeah, in I Vegas. saw some baby smoking. I saw, I saw some toddlers with a pack of Marlboros. Hmm. Yeah, no, Vegas is shitholes. It's a good time, though. I, I would say that uh, as far as 40th birthdays go, that was a good one. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I've got, a, I got a, I've got a present for you for your 40th birthday. 
you gave me you gave me a uh, bottle of bullet this is the second present well that that you owed me because i trained my cat to urinate in the toilet Nah, this is that that's not what that was for and oh we haven't was, won that bet oh it was for our friendship <laughs> it's friendship <laughs> uh i will let you uh i'll just let you bring up the super bowl party that i had like fucking 15 years ago you know what's like, funny get it out, i was about to bring that up my yeah, segue was i was gonna say you know this weekend's going to be uh an extra special weekend in vegas because it's the super bowl these people are gonna be better on the game but not wackerly because wackerly is probably gonna be hosting another <laughs> right. notorious wackerly football party super bowl party at your house are you doing right. one again yep gotta get back on that horse <laughs> it was once again it was like 12 years ago also a patriots game though back in yeah, like right. 2003 or something Who are they playing not the seahawks and ever since then wackily's tried to prove himself that yeah, uh, he ever can throw a good party then, yeah um let's just remind the fans that didn't listen the past <laughs> nine years um so this was back in 2000 and ought three Look I was how happy dating. you are with your gift. It's <laughs> amazing. I love bringing this up. I was dating a uh, young emo girl at the time named Misty. You know, I've dated three Misty. She was Misty one. And uh, I believe she was like at work or something. And I was like, yeah, let's go to Wackily's big Super Bowl party. Everyone's going to be there. I think he's invited at least 30 people. There's an Evite that circulated. There was an Evite. And uh, so I ended up showing up. I think with like a 12-pack of beer. And there's a whole spread of like, I don't know, food for about 40 people. Uh, did you like cook all night? Make like bean dip and uh, seven-layer bean dip. Sure. Some uh, jello molds. There, yep. There's a lot of Keep food going. there. Yeah. It was, it, it your was, time's <laughs> running out on your gift, by the way. <laughs> there was nachos. It was, a, it was a big spread of food. And so we, we get there, and I'm the first guest. We're drinking. The game's starting. No one showed up. No one. Yeah, no no, one everybody up. canceled at the last minute. And then uh, my girlfriend ended up uh, coming out of work. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, yeah, come to Wackerly's party. And it was the three of you us. You know, the other thing that I always think of is, <laughs> for some reason, that apartment was, like, extremely bright. <laughs> it was, like, very bright in that room. Did it have fluorescent lights? Is it like, no, like but I think it had, lights? obviously didn't have fluorescent lights, but, like, that's the feeling it gave you. I think there was, like, a giant overhead light, and, like, I didn't have any lamps or anything, or, like, any indirect lighting, so the only thing, you just had that fucking bright-ass light on. That's what, all I remember about living there. I remember the food was on just this, like, card table. It used to see no, it was on the kitchen table. It was on the kitchen table, but it was in the corner. What did you do with all that food? Did you Ate give it, it to the homeless? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, ever since then, you've redeemed yourself with uh, parties. This is your throwing yeah. your house. So are you doing a party this year for Super Bowl Forty Nine? Yeah, but I think it's the last time. Well, why is this? This is it. Just everybody. There's nothing you can do without having somebody complain about it. What uh, What year was it that? Uh, a friend of ours put like hot dogs in the tank of your toilet and in like your shampoo. That wasn't the Super Bowl. Yeah, th this is this is my life, people. This is uh, so you, you're like thirty five. Your friends are like you know maybe I was thirty six. Your friends are like thirty six to ages like forty five. You know, maybe some <laughs> younger, but like these people are like in their forties, and they they amuse themselves by putting hot dogs all over your, hiding them all over your house. Because I, I, I don't know who she's trying to fucking impress. What does my sister do? She probably put like some yeah, gross no, your shrimp sister's or in this something group of, in your yeah. Your sister's in this group of people. <laughs> she's like, like the worst. She's the instigator. I mean, she gave you a fucking dirty, rotten fish for your birthday and left it in your hotel room. You didn't tell anybody about that. 
Yeah, no, I forgot that's, about that's that. What, that's, what, that's what people who are in their late 30s find amusing. If you live in my world. You know what I'm doing with that fish? Mailing it to her. No, I'm keeping it in my refrigerator for two years till she turns 40. There you go. And then I'm going to mail that to her. You sure the cat's not going to get it? It's wrapped up in tinfoil in my freezer. Mm. For two years, I'm going to hold on to that fish. She's going to listen to this podcast. Oh, oh shit. All right. (laughs) Just edit that out. I'll have to edit that part out. Yeah. It's supposed to be my my surprise. I was thinking of baking it into a cake. Like uh, like they used to do with like, you know, sneaking a file into a prison. I think that might might backfire on you when it like you're... You know, I assume that you'd cook this cake in your own oven in your apartment. I think it would end up smelling awful. No, I was going to take a cake that I bought at like Safeway and just shove a fish, shove the fish mm. into it, just cover it over with frosting. Not really the same effect. Yeah, it might work. I don't know. I'll probably just mail it to her at work or wherever she's working at that point. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, Wackily, you're, uh, I've been to a couple of your recent Super oh, Bowl parties. You're pushing the limits of this gift, by the way. We're still talking about that? No, I've been to a couple of your recent Super Bowl parties, and they're a good time. I went two years ago. I think I was at the one two years ago. I had a really good time. Yeah, You have I'm a just, great TV. I, you have a good house of, for it. I'm sick of not being able to win with, you know, whatever aspect you try and change up. Either either they're mad because you don't change it, or they're mad because you did change Some people will be mad because you did change it. See, the problem is, though, none of our friends in the Bay Area own a house. You own a house. No, no, a no. A lot, of, a lot of people have houses. Or, Who else could know, host they it? They don't live on the fucking street. Your sister? They have apartments. She has an apartment. It's too small. It's not too small. Everybody has their places that are too small. You got a backyard. You got a, a grill. No, it's everybody else realizes that if you have it, then you have to listen to everybody's bitch fest. And they figured it out, and I, I'm finally figuring it out. That it's just, I'm just gonna say, yeah, no. <laughs> One thing I wanted to do this year is I was like, you know what? Because I had an inkling that this is, this is how it's, this is what it's become. And I said, uh, you know, let's spend the fr- let's. There's some bars down the street from my house. We'll Super Bowl easy three or four block walk. It's easy. Let's for the first half. Let's go watch it at the bar. And I know the bartender there. She would appreciate the business. She's great. She like it's very, you know, she treats us right. And yeah, why not? And immediately when I made that suggestion, everybody fucking blew their blew their top. Well, next year I'm just gonna say, well, I'm going to the bar. I don't care what the fuck you guys do. Like, I, you know, hold it somewhere else. How does the wife feel about the Super Bowl parties? Well, <laughs> you know, she's only lived here for. I mean, this will be her first Super Bowl in this place. So. Yeah, but does she like football? Yeah, she loves football. Okay, but she also so likes she... the bar. She, my wife, was completely down with the going to the bar idea. I, yeah, why not do that? It's so much my easier. Wife's, my wife's not like, she's not like us where we just bitch about everything. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the answer to any of those questions. She's just like, yeah, that'll be fun. Or that would be fun. Or it's going to be great. I'm the one who's all fucking pissed off. I'm looking forward to Super Bowl this year. It's going to be a good game. I hate both teams, though. It's a controversial game. Yes, it is controversial. A lot of controversy. And the reason being is both these teams are awful. They're good at football. They're awful at just being human beings you know actually see i gotta say i'm siding with seattle because i like i don't like either team but i like seattle better than i like the new england patriots i ever since i lived in massachusetts for like a year and a half uh i've loathed everything about that state and area (laughs) what about ben affleck well you know affleck gets past he's redeemed he's redeemed himself um now, you know, I just don't like Tom Brady. 
I don't like that team. I don't like Bill Belichick. I don't like their cheating ways. Right. I feel the same way. I don't Notorious like fans. cheaters. I don't like the, the fans. fans. Uh, the Pats. The Pats are going to make it to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, Fuck I, you. But at the same time, I don't like Seattle either. It's like they're... No, their fans suck too. There's so much snobbery going on and elitism in that city. Seattle right. anyway. And then they get this, oh, we're the loudest stadium. And they got that dickhead uh, defensive back, Richard Sherman. I do yeah, like Marshawn Lynch, though. That running back that, that uh, refuses to talk to the press. Well, I Oakland. was I was I, I was neutral on Marshawn Lynch, and then I saw that Skittles ad. Oh yeah, yeah, we <laughs> which should is have. the best thing I've ever seen. He's also from Oakland, which is cool. Yeah, no, he's he's from Oakland. He's very hood. That guy. The, the thing is, Mar- Marshawn Lynch, if he wanted to play play ball, so to speak, and actually go and uh, and be charismatic and answer the, the darling of the advertisers, questions, yeah, that yeah. guy would have sponsorships from like eight different companies. He would be worth millions but he's just is so True. ghetto he doesn't care like, give me some skills that guy's great but he's a he's a great player to watch too the beast but um beast you got, mode. well you know he got fined like 50 grand for grabbing his grabbing his crotch no i didn't hear about that was yeah. he doing a celebration dance yeah and th- can that we, was can his we thing. fucking can we fucking cut i mean i don't give a shit i'm not one of those people who's like oh they should not do that at all but now, like, every every touchdown gets a celebration dance. Like, if it was the easiest touchdown in the universe, like, there's some fucking big to-do and some elaborate coordinated dance. And now, like, yeah, and now the defensive players do dances. Why not? As long as they're under a minute. It's I just, don't care. No, I don't care either, but it's like... You know, it diminishes the times when you you should you know you do some amazing play and then you do a little dance. I do like when you just have the players dance really all the time modest, though about it. That just kind of scores a touchdown, drops a ball, goes and gets his uh, accolades from his other players. But right, he's not break dancing, doing backspins right. in the end zone. The worm. But yeah, the Patriots are probably one of the most notorious cheating teams to play yeah, the game. They just fucking cheat. And they like, get oh, away the with it. Really good. Well, they cheat. So recently, what's in the news is Deflate Gate. So everyone's been talking about ahead of the Super Bowl. So uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, the Patriots beat the Colts in the AFC Championship game, and uh, they found out that they had been deflating their balls. So they were playing balls that were under, I guess, the regulation PSI that you should have with uh, footballs. Right. And it's interesting because it shed light on this whole situation with footballs. I never really understood or knew about but apparently each team brings their own footballs to the game so quarterbacks are allowed to like break in these footballs they're allowed to inflate them deflate them and uh well they're not they're not allowed to inflate and deflate them well that's the that's the whole story but you're allowed to break it in they're allowed to break them in and polish them up and like all that shit i read uh green Bay's quarterback aaron Rodgers likes the balls to be overinflated because he feels that they uh, become more aerodynamic. <laughs> well, they do have Boeing up there in Seattle, you know. Maybe uh, talk to some of those aerospace engineer dudes. But they say that uh, you deflate a ball, it's easier to hold in like cold or wet conditions because you can just grab onto it a right. bit better. And so, so when you're getting your ass sacked, you can keep Yeah, you can hold onto it. it. But you can't throw it as far. But that's the thing. Tom Brady only throws like those 10-yard passes. So you you wonder about this. And then uh, I guess in 2006, Brady and Peyton Manning had a petition to uh, that they signed, that they passed, actually. The NFL passed it, which allowed quarterbacks to modify the balls any way they want, like to uh, use their own balls. 
rather than a game ball, which I just don't understand. Like, why, why that, wouldn't... That to, that to me is the biggest revelation of this whole story. Like, I don't really give a shit that they fucking deflated the balls. What I give a shit about is, every, you know, you hear everybody saying, oh, well, the game was so, you know, one-sided. It's not like the ball, you know, pressure would have made the Colts win, you know, because no, that game was like, what, 42 yeah. to 7 or something? But then but that's, then it's like, it is even more shitty. Like, well, why the fuck are they fucking around with the rules if they're so much better than the other team? Like, fuck you, Patriots. Well, that is the problem. It's the pattern of cheating that the Patriots have done for the past, what, 15 years. Like, in, right. You if know, you're this, so great, you don't have to cheat. Dude, they've won like four times in the past, like, what, 15 years? Like 99? Yeah, I think they've yeah, won like, like three it. or four times. And you wonder, how often were they cheating during those periods, during those games. Yeah. And the worst really part doesn't... about and, it. Well, yeah. What are they doing that they're not getting caught for? It, it, this is the worst part about it. It's their arrogance and systematic disregard for the rules. And like Belichick's trying to blame it on Brady and Brady saying he, he's blaming the ball boys. Like the fucking ball boy that makes like, <laughs> you know, minimum wage or something. But th- that's the thing. It's like, and you know, the fact of the matter is cheating, the NFL's rife with cheating. And the, the Patriots aren't the first cheaters in the game but the patriots are probably the most egregious cheaters to play the game <laughs> repeat offenders yeah i went through this list of uh different instances of cheating where teams got caught cheating and fined uh, in the nfl and dude three times the patriots are caught like three times they were caught and fined for cheating in recent memory pretty much right? yeah like th- these are like so here's some cheating scandals that uh, affected the NFL. Actually, this is interesting too. And in, in regards to deflate gate, so deflate gate's going on right now. And if uh, the Patriots are found guilty of uh, deflating the balls, they would be fined 25 grand. Which that, is, which is like finding change in Tom Brady's couch. That is 0.2% of Tom Brady's compensation for 2014. Yeah, not 2%, 0.2%. 0. 0. 0.2. It's 25 grand. What it's an insane. asshole. But uh, apparently in 2003... My, need, need I remind everybody that, especially people who don't pay attention to football, Tom Brady is the guy whose wife... Uh, what was her name? Giselle Boonchen. Well, no, that's the new one. But he was with... I don't know if he was married to this other girl, but she was like seven months pregnant with his child when he kicked her to the curb and went and got married to this other model. Monahan, I think, or the earlier one's name was. Yeah, so and now Michelle he's Monahan to one of the most beautiful women in the world. You can well, actually... the other one was fucking super beautiful, also, and she, but she was totally knocked up with his child, and he was like, "I'm out of here, peace." <laughs> you can do that. Guys, on this dick. other model that I'm gonna fuck now. You can bet on how many times they showed Giselle Bunchen sitting in the box. <laughs> like, seriously, they'll probably show her like six times. And there's an right. over and oh, under at least. for it. Yeah. She should fucking get her tits out. That would make me pay attention. But apparently, apparently in 2003, you know, Deflate Gate's kind of in the news right now, but this has happened before. So in 2003, Brad Johnson, who was the quarterback for Tampa Bay, um, had, he had paid $7,500 to NFL employees to break in the balls. What so year was like, this? This is in 2003. Oh. So um, what he did is they, they scuffed and broke in 100 footballs that were used in the game. And he found guilty of it. He was found guilty of this. And they but won. See, back, but back then, he didn't have control of the balls, it sounds like. Like, he had to pay, bribe somebody to, to mess with the game balls that somebody else was in charge of. Yeah, but in 2006, Brady signed that petition that went through, so now he controls the balls. That's, my, that's the biggest revelation to, the to me. 
Shouldn't the refs just have like the balls? Like what what is this each fucking team has to like customize the ball and fucking like break in the ball? Like it's a fucking football game. You play with the fucking football that both teams use. The, the quarterbacks have become prima donnas. It's not like it was back in the seventies when they would just really actually irritating. play the game. It makes me care less about the game. You know, I just I think this might be the last. I'll still watch it, but like I don't give a shit who any of the players are or who the teams are anymore. As long as both teams are on equal footing with it. As long as both teams can bring their own broken in balls, well then okay, I'm fine with no, it. No, I'm not okay with it. I mean, it, it's, it doesn't make it better to me that both quarterbacks are prima donnas. It, it makes me mad that either of them or both of them are prima donnas. It's just not, it's not like a, it's, it has no relation to the game that like high school kids are playing anymore. That, that's my problem with it. It has no relation to like if you and me and like, you know, 12 other dudes are like, oh, let's go to the park and like fucking throw the football around and play football. It's a it's a completely different thing for them, and that's why I, I don't know. It just makes me not give a shit about it anymore. What bothers me is the surreptitious technique of deflating the balls, having a guy bring in the bathroom and deflate. It's like if if both teams know, like okay, the New England deflates their balls to this level of psi, just so you know, you can do the same thing. You can do what you want. I'm I'm fine with that. Or the other side is don't touch the fucking balls. Here's five balls you can play with. The NFL refs control them. Yeah. You know, which I'm that's, fine with that's that. my that's my preference. Just the refs have like three balls, and if like they all get, if all the three balls get deflated, game's over. Sorry, that's what you do if you went to play in the park. You'd be like, oh, the ball's fucked up. I guess we'll go to the bar. So Deflategate's not the only time the Patriots have cheated. You might remember in 2007, Spygate. Remember Spygate? Well, you had to remind me of this last week. So I the, didn't remember it. But the no, NFL you did remind me of it. The NFL, a year prior, in 2006, sent out an official memo reminding teams that videotaping of any type, including but not limited to taping an opponent's def- offensive or defensive signals, is prohibited on the sidelines. It's prohibited in the locker room. It's completely prohibited. It's against the rules of the game. This, is, a, this is like going to a casino and having your friend look at the dealer's cards and then give you like hand signals. It's exactly the same thing as that. It's like you're, you're stealing the, uh, your opponent's offensive maneuvers they're offensive if you do, plays if you do that shit in a casino prepare to have your ass beaten and I, i'm saying literally have your ass beaten by the casino bouncers and that's what should have happened to belichick a year later in 2007 the patriots are caught videotaping the jets defensive coach signals and they said they claimed oh we didn't know it was illegal Dude, they <laughs> right. passed the fucking memo a year prior and once again for people who don't pay attention to football or our foreign listeners uh this Bill Belichick is the fucking asshole who, what, he's like 68 years old or something? He's like you know, he 60s. doesn't wear like a respectable like fucking coach's like suit or, you know, maybe it's cold now. He wears a nice got a hoodie. winter jacket. No, he wears this fucking asshole fucking hoodie up over his head so he looks like some surly teenager. <laughs> so he doesn't this. he cut the sleeves off? I don't know about that, but yeah, I know he, he wears does. a hoodie. I think he does. The league confiscated the evidence, reviewed it, fined Belichick 500 grand. And the Patriots, wow. two hundred fifty grand. Then that they destroyed the evidence. <laughs> so you wonder about that. You know, since 2000, they won three Super Bowls. How many signals were they stealing then? Yeah, I mean, they've been caught, what, t- two times, we're saying. We're talk- well, that's that we're two. Talking about. There's one more. All right. <laughs> so the third time, um, and I don't even think they were even fined for this, but they called it the snowplow game. So in 82, the Patriots played uh, the Dolphins in 1982. And it was in the middle of like a New England blizzard. 
Both teams combined to attempt just 11 passes. Rushing was a combined 375 yards, zero touchdowns. There were three attempts at field goals, both all missed. So in the very, the very final four minutes of the game, it's the end of the game, both teams tied at zero. Patriots are about to kick a, attempt a field goal, but they decide to call timeout and have the snowplow operator who was snow plowing on the sidelines come in and plow the field in front of the kicker. And so the, the Dolphins, I guess, went ballistic, screaming like, that's against the rules. Blah, I would blah. too. Well, they ended up letting him do it. Patriots scored a, a field goal, won the game 3 nothing. I mean, why don't they just put a giant industrial fan behind the kicker? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, you, you know, all game, you've had to endure the condition. You play the game in the conditions of the field. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. And so here's the Patriots cheating three times, glaringly, completely ignoring the rules, just disregarding it. So you know if they got caught three times, although I, it's pretty, I don't know how you, if you even describe it as being caught when they... You can watch them pull the snowplow out. But, you know, they're doing like 50, 100 other shady things. And probably all the other teams are too. Not that that makes it any better, but like, fuck football. Well, that's the thing. They're not the only uh, team to cheat in the NFL. Like one of the best, I think, recent cheating scandals was in uh, 2012. The New Orleans Saints had a uh, pay to injure scheme. You hear about that? Yeah, yeah, the bounties. Yeah, so this, uh, I actually, this I actually like, and I don't, I don't really know if I consider it cheating. <laughs> I, I mean, I consider it. It's not a good thing to do, but it's slightly entertaining and makes the game more interesting, not less interesting like these other things do. The Saints defensive coordinator Greg Williams and some several other players on the team pooled their money to cover these bonuses, and there's a bounty on different players. So they're for. Uh, Taking out Minnesota Vikings quarterback Brett Favre, ten grand. There's a ten grand <laughs> reward if you knocked Favre out the game. Um, they found that uh, there's. Like I mean, a this whole is like scheme. fucking Boba Fett shit. Like Boba Fett's on your team now. Yeah, so players were gunning. You know the you know New Orleans defensive players were gunning for different offensive. They're opposing off offensive players to put them out so they could get these generous bounties. And uh, Coach Williams here, the defensive coordinator. Signed an affidavit, admitted to designing the bounty scheme, and suspended indefinitely from the NFL. He's appealing it. Lifetime ban, he's appealing it, but he's suspended indefinitely. I guess they get serious when you're trying to, like, break dudes' legs and shit, which I can understand, but it does make the game kind of, like, damn, these guys are fucking seriously trying to kill that guy. I'm surprised Belichick hasn't. I'm sure Belichick's doing that. It would not surprise me at all. Um, one of my other favorite cheating techniques was uh, this was a scandal back in like the the uh, 80s and 90s. Um, the Vaseline, Vaseline players. So uh, players would rub Vaseline on their arms and necks for games played in extreme cold because it blocks pores and insulates them from the cold. But also, it uh, it makes it more difficult for them to to be held onto and tackled. So running backs <laughs> would just cover themselves up in Vaseline. Yeah. And so sometimes players would be caught and punished. And, uh, you know, and find. But the, usually what would happen, they'd make them shower during the game, wash off all the Vaseline, then come back in and play. I wish my dad was more... My dad was into college football because he's a big Ohio State fan, but he was never really into the NFL when I was growing up, so I didn't watch it very much. I mean, I think we probably watched the Super Bowl, but uh, but from what I hear, like, back in the, the 80s and the late 70s, like... There was a lot, yeah, like, player, the game was, like, dirty and fun to watch. Like, they'd be trying to break each other's teeth out and shit. 
Well, back then too, they didn't have like those roughing the passer penalties. Like you could yeah, just destroy that, that somebody. Point. Yeah. yeah. Whereas it seems now like it would have been like, great to watch. But now it's like players are so sensitive. It's like, oh, right. and there's faking, you know, have you noticed that? Like soccer games. It's like players injuries, will like fake yeah. injuries. That right. never happened back in the seventies. You know, that with the Steelers back in like nineteen seventy five, they weren't faking injuries. Or the Raiders too were super just dirty players and like people loved them, right? One of the uh, best, like probably most notorious Raiders linebackers is Bill Romanowski. Remember that guy? Well, I remember him playing even recently when I have watched football as an adult because he played for Denver, right? He played for the Broncos. Big, he played for the like, Raiders. Mean white dude. But this guy was just a uh, just a perpetual cheater and just completely egregious. I mean, the ways and, he cheated. And he he was just trying to hurt people. Like that was his the point of his existence, right? He liked it. He enjoyed that sort of thing. Well, a lot of NFL players readily admit that they cheat any way they can if they can get away with it and bill romanowski is one of them he would rub himself down with vaseline he'd put silicone on his gloves for better grip he gouged out eyes you know in the bottom of uh if someone fumbled the ball <laughs> yeah um, when they're on the bottom of the pile he's trying yeah. to like poke his fucking hand in their butthole and this is my favorite my favorite cheating technique of romanowski which i don't even know if this is cheating he would take an anti-inflammatory medication that gave him bad breath and horrible PO. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, technically, that's not cheating. No, it's intimidating. But it's rather foul. <laughs> he's just a vile man. I think he's great. So, there you go. I mean, there, so the NFL isn't, isn't new. I mean, cheating isn't new in the NFL. Like The NFL's had many cheating scandals throughout the years. But the fact that the New England Patriots were central players in three major cheating scandals... That's, you know, that's kind of insane. Yeah, they need to, I mean, I don't know. It's just football. I mean, it is just football. I don't think but... they need to, like, be, like, <laughs> suspended from the game, but, you know, it would have been Belichick nice to see. Would it would, I would have much preferred to watch the Colts in the Super Bowl, but I guess they're not good enough. I just want to say, if, uh, if the game was just, then I think the Patriots should get blown out tomorrow during the Super Bowl. Right. I'm putting my money on the Seahawks. Are you betting? Uh, we, uh, I don't know if this is illegal and I should admit it, but uh, we do like squares, whatever squares. that's called. What's, oh, uh, the football square. Yeah. It's not really, it's not really gambling because it's all completely random. I guess the gambling portion is like, if you buy more squares, you're more likely to win back your money, but, uh, it's just random. It's based on the last two digits of the score in each quarter. It's like football bingo. Kind right. Of. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's if you think that bingo is big time gambling, then this is big time gambling. It's like football bingo, and and the, the worst part bingo. about that game though is somebody's got to say got to say sober enough to to actually manage your squares, like to keep track of your squares. Like I, I just never can. I'm and, like and eh, sober whatever. enough isn't really that sober because you just have to look <laughs> at the number and be like, oh, this person gets forty dollars. Yeah, I'm never good at doing that. But right. I heard you can bet on the color of Katy Perry's hair. I'm thinking blue. Pubic hair? <laughs> Does the carpet match the Null, curtains? That's Null what I want to know. She doesn't have any pubic hair. Come on. Anyway, people, this is episode uh, 468 here of Sick and Wrong. You know the way the show works. Send your stories, disquieting news events. Well, I can I'll read them here on the show. And if we give you credit, send you a Sick and Wrong care package. You can send your stories to sickandwrongpodcast.hotmail.com. Submit them via Facebook or the Twitters. Uh, before we get to our first story here, got a word from adamandeve.com, our sponsor. Oh, actually, we've got the Valentine's Day copy. Valentine's? Valentine's Day copy. You looking forward to Valentine's Day? Uh, no, of course not. It's 
horrible like every year but i i don't know what i don't know what's supposed to be done when you're married <laughs> at that point it, do right? you have to do anything i don't i mean i'd like to think no but i would think that that would be wrong well you know rather than go and uh stand in line and make a reservation <laughs> for an expensive dinner why not just go to adamneed.com and make this valentine's day one that you'll never forget uh if you go down uh, if you go to valentine's day if you go to adamneed.com right now, you receive 50% off any item, and, uh, and there's more. You actually get their own custom romance kit. <clears throat> you know why Wackerly makes romance kits? Do I? Yeah. <laughs> it's a mm. bottle of uh, Bushmills <clears throat> and uh, some cheat codes to, to uh, StarCraft. <clears throat> That's pretty much <clears throat> yeah, it. Cheat codes to StarCraft. <laughs> some cheat codes, a little, book, a little booklet of cheat codes. Starcraft in a ball of Bushmills. It's romantic. Uh, but Adam that and Eve. sounds like a rape kit. <laughs> Adam and Eve actually makes a real romance kit. I can't tell you what's in there. Just a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a mystery gift. And <clears throat> a free DVD. So just go to adamandeve.com, get this special Valentine's Day offer, 50% off your first item, free romance kit, free shipping, and. Uh, a uh, DVD. Just offer or enter offer code D I D D L E Diddle at adamandeve.com. God, I haven't read this since. So, when's the last time we read copy? I don't know. Suck at it's it. It's been these a while. Days. I, know. I know. You really got to polish your skills up. Yeah. I'll practice for the next time. The next one. It's coming up, guys. You can't forget Valentine's Day. Don't go out to dinner, though. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. That's what you got to do. What else do you do? Go out to dinner on a d- different day. It's the worst day to go to the go to a restaurant is Valentine's Day. Do you even every, get flowers? Idiot you, is out. You gonna get flowors for the for the uh, misses? The shit up. Maybe I will get flowers. That's easy, right? Yeah, you just order them in advance. You get flowers. They get delivered. You don't have to do anything. No, you just put them on the table. <laughs> she comes home and she like she puts them on the table. <laughs> you don't have to do it. You don't even have to touch them or look at them. If you just call it in, you don't even have to call. You just do it online. Could you have like a musical courier? Someone who does like mm-hmm. a song, mm, like Matthew Sweet. Or Beyonce or something. I don't, I don't think I can afford Beyonce. I might be able to afford Matthew Sweet. <laughs> no, I'm not saying to get the actual pop star to do it. I'm saying somebody oh, that comes in and sings a song. Yeah. <laughs> the first story we got here for episode 468 came in from JJ. JJ writes... What a load of shit. It's a pretty good description of the story. Elementary teachers under fire after forcing poop inspections on students. You know, uh, Wackerly, he didn't wear this in Vegas, but my brother has a trucker hat that says poop inspector on it. You seen it? <laughs> to replace the cock. I saw the cock hat. What I haven't seen in a long time is the leather baseball cap, which is my favorite Jeff hat of all time. Which I wouldn't even have thought until I saw it. I like the leather baseball cap, but I kind of wish it was more like in a biker, shaped like a biker hat. No, I like that it's a baseball cap because it looks like he's like Leather Daddy Bart Simpson or something. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe uh, that's the one he got embroidered poop inspector on. That would be amazing. Um, Eliza Medina here was one of Mm. 24 students who was allegedly forced to undergo a poop inspection at Gustine Elementary School in Gustine, Texas. 
The poop inspection occurred after feces was found on the gym floor. And this isn't an isolated event. Elementary school teachers at the school in Texas here kept finding poop on the gym floor. So they decided to take uh, the matter into their own hands. Get to the bottom of this. Do you think this was an accidental or intentional act? Pooping on the gym floor? Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'd have to get Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeff is the poop inspector. <laughs> but I mean, you could probably tell, right? I mean, if it's a if it's a if it's a loaf that looks like it came out of a Dairy Queen soft serve machine, it's probably intentional. But if it's kind of like splattered all over the place, you know, somebody could have been running to the bathroom. They got the loose gym shorts on, and it was an emergency. I would say, you know, I, I yeah, that's plausible, and I, I would agree with that if it was just happened once or twice. But it happened over eight times. There's a serial pooper. Oh, then it's clearly not an accident. Yeah, it's a serial eight pooper. Times. Yeah, this they, is uh, intentional pooping. They also don't describe the shape of the poo, so we don't really know. Um, the method of the investigation, though, is what's uh, upsetting the parents. I like how the uh, reporter who wrote this article, and I'm sure, I think it was from the local Texas um, newspaper here, likes to throw in some poop puns. And this is the first poop pun of uh, the story. He was saying that the method of investigation has parents and students raising a stink. It's a good one. Get it? Oh yeah, I get it because poop stinks. Yeah. There's more. See if you can see if you can point out the next one. All right. So on Monday, officials uh, rounded up 24 students. They divided them up by gender. Then the kids were ordered to pull down their pants far enough so educators could see if there are any telltale fecal stains. You know, this is very similar to inspecting for drugs in prison. You know, spread those cheeks. Let's look for uh, look for some marijuana. It's not similar to that. It's kind of similar. They weren't Dude. looking up in the open hole. They're looking for telltale fecal stains, though. Right. It's kind of like Plato's cave, if you think about it. How so? <laughs> <laughs> well, in Plato's cave, <laughs> you're chained to a rock. And you can only see your shadow, but uh, have you taken a college philosophy class before? I just but don't see think, how Plato's cave has well, anything to do well, okay, with I'm gonna keep going with it the kids, then. in the right? kids' panties. I, but you, uh, you look at the shadow, just for the listeners who haven't ta- taken this class yet, you're, you're, you're chained to a cave, <laughs> you're in a cave, right? <laughs> and you're chained to a rock, but the sun is shining in through the cave hole. I think it's the sun. Maybe there's a candle, and you're looking at the sh- your shadow, and you th- but you think that you are the shadow because that's all you can see. There's no mirrors or anything, uh, and your head is chained, so you can't like l- like move your head around and see the other guys who are chained to the ca- the cave. So you just look at everybody's shadow, and you think the world is the shadows, but it's not really the shadows. It's, but that's all you see in your brain. In your brain, you think that you're the shadow. And uh, these so, educators, wait, was this before or <laughs> after? Looking for the you actual poop. They're looking for the shadow of a poop. That's what I'm trying to say. So they're not looking for the actual poop. Okay, I, I can see so it. I think it's a reaching in analogy. Jail, when you're in prison, they don't fuck around with the shadow of poop. They look right up in your hole with a flashlight. Uh, but in these these educators. From this story and Gustine, <laughs> they're just like uh, they're like the philosophers in Plato's cave. 
I think what they're looking for, though, I don't think they're looking for the shadow. They're just looking for a little bit of poo on a kid's butt. Not, but this is, see, you're trying to sensationalize the story. <laughs> they're not looking on the kid's butt. They're looking in his underpants. I'm, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not sure because kids say you could see their buttocks. And the kid, they're obviously looking at, what if there was some poo on a kid's buttocks? If I was a kid at this school, when I knew that poop check day was coming around, I'd make sure to wear a very long shirt <laughs> so people couldn't see my, my tiny little dick and buttocks when I pulled my pants down. If you were an administrator here, though, at this school, would you have been like, you know, this is weird. This is a weird way to inspect for poop. A crazy shit's always happening at schools like this. And you're, and you're always like, how the fuck... You know, there's there's a hundred pe- adults who work at this school, and nobody put a stop to this. Well, I mean, so I don't what, know how it happens. What one of these educators, not not even one educator, was like, "Hey, you know, maybe this is a violation of privacy." You know, not even one of them, not a single educator even said something. They're like, "Okay, fine, let's just uh, put them in a line, pull down their pants, and inspect their poop shadows." That's what was going on here. Um. Eliza Medina, Medina here, 11 years old, said she was quite embarrassed by the inspection. She said she felt uncomfortable. She didn't want to do it, but she did it anyway. And her mother, Marina Medina, said that she understands how frustrating feces on the floor can be, but this isn't any excuse to partially strip search students. I think she just outed herself. Of course it's her kid. <laughs> she's saying she can understand how feces on the floor is difficult because my child shits on the floor all the time. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, There's a fucking pattern. I don't years know. Old. I don't I don't understand how frustrating it is that shit on the floor because nobody shits on my floor. She just outed herself. Do you think her daughter's the serial pooper? Or son? Or what, does she have a daughter? I wasn't really listening. Yeah, you know, it's tell. the daughter. She's 11 years old. She was embarrassed by the inspection. But 11 years old, you know how to hold your bowels. That's the thing. You're toilet trained at that point. Yeah, but like we said, this isn't a toilet training issue. This is an acting out issue. Yeah, I think this kid has a behavioral disorder because the mother immediately says feces on the floor is frustrating. How yep. would she know this? Unless she has to clean it up in the kitchen all the time because her kid's shitting by the oven. Yeah. Why'd you have to say by the oven? I'm just saying. It's like if she, it's like she's cleaning the kitchen. Hot cooking shit. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is uh, if I was Angela Lansbury in this situation or James Garner, the first person I would look at would be Marina Medina, the mother of the kid who, who's the one that spoke up saying she was embarrassed by the poop inspection. Okay, Poop Columbo. Yeah, if I was Poop Columbo in this situation, I would be fingering the mother and not fingering in that way that you think I'd be fingering her. Um, Did you say fingering? I would <laughs> be fingering, fingering the some mother. some child? No, I, wouldn't, I would finger the mother, but not fingering in the way... I'm using finger as a, as a, in a different way of, of actually... As a verb. I'm not using as a verb. A physical verb. I'm using it as a different kind of verb. You are using it as a verb, but okay. Well, it's a verb, but it's not a verb for a fit, the physical act of fingering. That's what I'm saying. Uh, right. It's a different definition of fingering. It's a euphemism. A euphemism. That's what I'm using it as. Um, the mother said she was furious. Fingering is one of those things that uh, I think is much bigger in porn than it is in real life. Yeah, you do a little bit of fingering. Though. A little bit. That's what I'm saying. But in porn, <laughs> like going at it for like 20 minutes. You also don't do oral sex that long in porn in well, real life as you do in porn. Well, 
In porn, they do like a 25-minute blowjob. Well. When's the last time you got a 25-minute blowjob? Yeah, well, I don't, I, notoriously, I'm not really big on blowjobs, but uh, the other direction is fine. I, it would hurt my jaw to eat out a girl <laughs> for 25 minutes. Got to do your exercises. Ain't nobody got time for that. I think fingering is bigger <laughs> when you, you're like 13. It's a big, yeah. uh, it's a big pastime for 13 year olds. Well, that's because you're going through the bases. Like you're probably at the fingering stage. You yeah. Got, because you, you can't, I mean, yet. yeah, you, you, are not allowed to stick your dick in there by whoever. Um, so the next best so the thing. the next best thing is your finger. The finger. I bet yeah. you a lesbian's finger. I, yeah. What, I, what goes on in their world? It's a mystery. And it's not like you can ask them, right? Cause most of them are so uptight. I know. And every time I ask them, usually my hands down my pants. So it's embarrassing for both parties. Um, Medina, the mother here said, I was furious. I mean, I was furious. If you can't do your job or you don't know what you're doing, you need to be fired. She's referring to the teachers here. I mean, I, I'm of the opinion that the majority of teachers should don't know what they're doing and should be fired. Most teachers are terrible. Yeah. But would you fire somebody that did the poop inspection? No, I, they need to go to sensitivity training or something. <laughs> Be put on ad paid administrative leave. School and school district superintendent Ken Bow said he's investigating the matter and hopes to get the story straight. He said his understanding was that the children just lowered their pants a little, just a little. But how much is too much? I th- yeah, I think any any amount is too much. When it's you're seeing a child's genitals, there's something going on. There's there's something. Now was it like a male educator checked out the occurred. males and a female educator checked out the females or? How old are these kids again? Like 11 years old. <laughs> That's too old. Yeah, it's a little too old for this type of behavior. Because like eight-year-olds or five-year-olds, I don't know. I'm not going to pursue that thought. <laughs> yeah, let's just move on from that. <laughs> let's move so on. the superintendent said he hopes to have the investigation wrapped up by uh, this, the, the board meeting occur- occurring next Thursday. Someone should definitely YouTube that. He expects some angry parents to give officials a lot of crap. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm of the age where I find any type of a board meeting to be very entertaining or like city council or school board or uh, a lot of cities have like architectural review boards. Um, and uh, bear with me here. This will be more interesting than Plato's cave. Yeah, I was about but, to uh, say, you're going back into another Plato's cave here. <laughs> I'll be very brief. But it's entertaining because... Uh, as you get older, you realize that most adults are fucking complete morons. Uh, but these these board meetings and city council meetings, uh, especially in California, there's like a law that the, the people who are on these boards, the elected officials, are, are forced to listen to the general public give their input. And like I said before, the general public are fucking completely batshit stupid. Uh, but they're, they're all very convinced that they're very smart and smarter than anybody that's up there. And usually the people who are elected are like, you know, they got elected, so they must be kind of smart. Uh, but they're forced to be, to listen to the opinion of insane, stupid people. And it's just great to watch. There are some really funny videos from like local municipalities. I saw one from like, I'm trying to think of what town, some town in North Dakota where this guy, you could just tell was inbred mouth breather just comes up there and like goes on a rant for like 20 minutes about something that was completely nonsensical but you have to listen to it right it's it's amazing it's awesome 
The problem is you have to you have to sift through a lot of boring shit while they're talking about like uh, I don't know like gutter cleaning and stuff to wait for the public. They call it public comment. That's public the section comment, you want to yeah. you want to find. So we'll see what happens here with the uh, poop inspection. I don't think this is something that's typically done in most elementary schools. They didn't but, find um, out the pooper, huh? They didn't find it. They have not fingered the pooper. We'll see. We'll see what happens. What do you have here for the second story? Uh, I'm going to keep it with the theme here. Except we're going in reverse. Well, no, we're going from number two to number ones. Um, And this is not a child. It's a 20-year-old man. Ooh. Uh, it is. It, the article does say that he's twenty, although he's getting fucking shit faced in a bar. I guess he must have a fake ID. I think my brother has probably fingered and poop inspected twenty year old men before. It's there's nothing wrong with that. They're no. of legal poop fingering stage age. <laughs> my brother pretty much does this every weekend. He's a professional though. He's a professional, as we though. said before, because that's why he has the hat. That's how you get the hat. Um, Orion Jones. Black guy, right? No. Uh, I would be He's surprised not. if it wasn't a black guy. He looks like that Frankie Muniz guy from Malcolm in the Middle. Why is his name Orion? I have no idea. That makes no you sense. Think it's, you think it's a fake name? I think one of his parents was African-American. I was going to say, do you think maybe his parents thought he was going to be black and maybe, you know, a running back? Possibly, but yeah. this no, is that he looks name, whiter than white. It's Orion Jones. His name's Orion Jones, and he's a white, white, white guy. He looks like Frankie Muniz from Malcolm in the Middle. Now, that's an anomaly. Like, that never happens. It's an I, aberration I think of maybe, nature. I think maybe he was switched at birth or something in the hospital. And there's going to be, like, mark my words, he's 20. Well, I guess the kid, the 20-year-old the would already be in the NFL. Is there any running back in the NFL with a name like joe smith or something like that but he's a black guy well, with big dreads you never know i think they got their name switched maybe the uh the father or the mother was a huge sports fan like she loved the nfl and she's like you know my favorite player is orion jones <laughs> is so the, was there an orion jones yeah it maybe. sounds like a know. name yeah maybe she's an astronomer or really into like greek history <laughs> the hunter <laughs> well he looks like a faz baby frank muniz Good Frankie Muniz. Who look. knows? I don't know what the fuck that guy's name is. Anyways, he was at a Rick's bar in uh, Key West, Florida. <laughs> Rick's. And bar. you were pointing out before the show that almost every town or a lot of towns have a bar called Rick's, and it's always just full of douches. Well, definitely every college town or party town has. If a you bar, want like a, a Jello shot, you go to Rick's, or like some weird liqueur in a test tube carried around by some sort of marginally attractive girl in a really skimpy outfit. It's, it's always like brochella going on. There's just a bunch of drunken bros doing yeah. shots of Jaeger, eating jello shots, and then there's just a bunch of really drunk girls who are probably going to get date raped at the end yeah, of the night. Prelude to date rape. Prelude sure. to date rape. Go to Rick's first. I mean, we had a, in uh, Ann Arbor, there's a Rick's. I don't know if it's still open, but I just oh, remember sure going to that place open. like maybe there's once. a lot of business. Yeah, it's just then a fight will break out. There's a bunch of just big roided out dudes with shitty tribal tattoos. That's that's what Rick's is all about. Yeah, and like uh, techno music, a bunch of drunk white people puking on each other. Not to be confused with the Nectarine, which was the gay dance bar in Ann Arbor. Yeah, I don't think I ever actually went there. I think they went there once also. 
anyway this sounds like the same kind of place it's uh it's billed as the key west island's largest bar complex so this is one of those like not to confuse with disney world because it's in florida but it's like a like a amusement park it's not the kind of bar you go to right and this guy's local he's not on vacation he lives in key west so especially if you're it's the kind of bar you go to when you're a tourist maybe because you just don't know any better or you live in some town that doesn't have bars you're like, oh, look at this big three-floor bar. Well, it's because usually when you're a tourist, you don't know the layout of the city. So there's just one strip that has like, I don't know, 14 bars on it. And one of those bars is called Rick's. And, and so you're, you're 20 like, and yeah. you think you're going to get laid. Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing, that you're in some strange town and you think you're going to, which never happens. How many guys have ever gone on vacation and gotten laid? Like, like not with a girl, but you just go to some town and you're like, I'm going to meet some chick and we're going to fuck. Never happens. I, Does I, it? I was on vacation during spring break. I got laid in college. Never. I think I've told to that story here. Never the, the happened to me. Period girl. But um, she was friends, friends with like of your, a friend. your yeah. friend's girlfriend. I'm talking about random spring break hookup. I don't think that happens very often. It, it might happens. happen at Rick's. I, I don't have much I experience. I guess you, if you're going to make it, try and make it happen, you got to go to someplace like Rick's. But what's weird, what's odd about this story is Key West is a big, huge gay island. So I didn't even think they had hetero club bars like this. Key West confuses me, and I've I've been there, and you're right, it is very gay. And but my brother lived there it's for not, years. It's not exclusively gay. I mean, it's like something about Key West that there, it's like very like everybody's all sexed up. Uh, you know who even uh, heteros though. You know what the hetero where the heteros hang out? They have like Jimmy Buffett clubs there. <laughs> There's a lot of Jimmy Buffett fans at Key West. <laughs> it, when I went there, I. You know, you hear about all this, like, oh, the fantasy fest, and there's all these tits are going to be out. And I was there with my mom, and it was her fucking 60th birthday. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. but <laughs> Were there tits? Ignore that there were tits, and ignore the fact that I was with my mom, because that doesn't relate to what I was going to say. But Key West is the, is the town embodiment of the uh, orgy phenomenon, where, you know, you're like, oh, shit, an orgy. I'm going to go to this orgy, and there's going to be all these hot chicks. But you're like, oh, these people are disgusting. I don't want to see any of these people naked. And that's exactly what yeah. Key West is. You're like, oh, the Fantasy Fest parade. There's going to be all these tits out. And you're like, oh, no, not that person. Well, it's a bunch of swingers. Old, old general, guy with a big white beard and his fucking floppy dick hanging out. In general, swingers are like middle-aged because you've been married to your wife for that long. Instead of getting divorced, it's like, well, let's just open this marriage up. Crack this baby wide open. (laughs) And it's disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) That's what Key West is. But we're talking about a different demographic here, though. This is like the 21, 22-year-olds who are part of the I don't know. I went on Rick's website to check it out, and it looks like the same people. I mean, there are some 20-year-olds there, but but the middle-aged swinger people are there, too. God, that island is just disgusting. Yeah, we haven't even gotten to the story. Well, <laughs> the cops were called to... Actually, the cops were walking down the street in front of Rick's, and one of the Rick's workers, it was 2.20 a.m., I guess they don't close the bars in Key West, or maybe it's like Chicago-style, closes at 4. Hmm. But at 2.20 a.m., a Rick's worker uh, flagged down a cop and said that a man was urinating on a female staff member from the balcony above. And this is why you don't have a multi-floor bar. <laughs> Especially with a bunch of mouth-breathing idiots. Though. I mean, right. think about it. You get drunken college kids. And you know someone 
probably much like myself at that age, was like, I will bet you 20 bucks right now and five Jaeger shots if you piss on that chick. Or you, no, or you just piss over the balcony and whoever it hits, it'll just be funny. <laughs> when cops found this guy, Orion Jones, who I rem- remind you is white, uh, he was fighting with club security in the street. Wow, this guy's a real winner. He uh, then fled from the cops when he saw them. And he was released from security and he saw the cops and he fled from the cops. But he's eventually handcuffed, handcuffed after twice being tased by officers. But he was white, so they didn't shoot him. Well, they tased him twice. Okay, but yeah, that's not lethal force. It's only reserved for people of color. Waitress, uh, and, and tell me if like this is the perfect name for a waitress at Rick's in Key West. She's 26 years old. Tia Cruz. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Tia Cruz. I work at Rick's. Yeah, we know, babe. Anyone named Tia. Anyone yeah. named Tia Cruz is 26. She's either at working Rick's. at a strip club or Rick's, a bar called Rick's. Well, she told cops that uh, she was talking with a customer uh, who was trying to fuck her. I'm just paraphrasing, but that's probably what was going on. And uh, she, be- she began feeling something wet on her body. Uh, felt... <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the caliber this is the caliber of Rick's employee. She was just mystified. She had to she had to consult with another employee who pointed out that Jones was peeing on her from what, above. Did she think it was raining or something? Yeah, she just feels water. Oh, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> another employee had to help her out and point like, oh, see that dude above you? He's pissing over the balcony on your head. He's got his dick out. Right. <laughs> You know, I got to say, though, Waggerly, let me just point this out. I would bet my dollars to your donuts that this isn't the first time Tia's ever been pissed on. No. I mean, she lives in Key West. and her's, Yeah. She's 26. And her name's Tia. She's been around the block. He was charged with disorderly intoxication and resisting arrest. He has two marijuana possession convictions on his rap sheet, as well as arrest for burglary and trespassing. Whoa, he's a uh, ne'er-do-well, this guy. He's a, and he's a Key West resident. And uh, in his report, uh, the officer noted that in speaking with Jones, Jones expressed his desire to seep, seek help for his alcohol problem. <laughs> I bet you this guy's covered in impressive tattoos. Do they have a picture of him? Yeah, there's a picture of me. I don't see a single tattoo. Like I said, he looks like Malcolm in the middle. I would be surprised if there are no tattoos. Just really tragic markings. Well, they haven't crept up into his neck zone yet, so maybe there's still <laughs> hope for him. You know, he's lucky that uh, Tia's boyfriend, Bo, didn't go up there and beat the crap out of him. Oh, he better watch out where, you know, watch his back on the street because, you know, that could happen any day and now. Key West is a small town. So, right. I'm sur- you know, I'm surprised. Like, when, as soon as he gets out of the pokey, I'm sure Tia's going to be like, yeah, Bo. You need to go get that guy, and Bo's like a huge meathead. He's just gonna go stomp this dude. Right. Yeah. That's what did what Jeffrey? Happens. What did Jeffrey do in Key West? I always forget that he lived there. Jeffrey's not like a guy who's out on the beach. Jeff was there in the late nineties, and uh, it was like a big gay island. He went just there. Drugs he and like lots of sex. moved there. I think because he, he worked lived, at a bar. Yeah, he lived with some boyfriend. He worked at some gay bar, hmm. and he was out there for like three or four years. Wow, that I would that would be really fun to go visit Jeffrey in Key West in his prime. Yeah, you know, I don't know why he moved there. I think he's just uh, he met some dude, and this guy was like, "Yeah, come to Key West. It's a big gay island." So I just assume that the island is just a big gay island. But I uh, I went there for a wedding. And, it's the uh, southernmost part of the continental U.S. Yeah, I went there for a wedding, and uh, I saw that it's kind of a mixed island. 
It's like uh, there's the Jimmy Buffett fans and then there's the Liberace fans, Freddie Mercury fans, and they all live together. There might be some that are both. And occasionally piss on each other. Yeah. Anyway, people, send your stories. Take around podcast at hotmail.com. Got some phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor, Valentine's Day special at adamneve.com. I'm actually going to try this again, Wackerly. Okay, so Valentine's Day is coming up. We're all confused. We don't know what to do. We're anxious. We're like, oh, God, we, we got to go deal. Still, right? Yeah, but, you know, you're thinking about it. You're already nervous. You're oh, yeah, like, you got a plan. Yeah, sure. it's like I got to plan something special for my significant other. I got to probably buy her flowers. I got to take her to Olive Garden. Well, you know, here's an easy way to get the job done. Just go to adamandeve.com. You get 50% off any item right now through Valentine's Day. And there's more. They give you a romance kit free. You get the romance kit. Who needs flowers? You know? Your job's mm-hmm. done. Romance kit. Includes a toy for him, massager for her, girls love massagers, and a little something you both enjoy. Not going to tell you because it's a mystery gift. And a free adult DVD. Right there. How could you not be in the mood? And if you that? don't have a significant other, then you've got the DVD. You could you just you could, jack you it. You can watch it with your cat. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> with your cock. <laughs> and <Out>. your cat. <laughs> so check out adamneed.com for this special Valentine's Day offer. For right now, through Valentine's Day, get 50% off one item, free romance kit, and free shipping when you enter offer code DIDDLE. D-I-D-D-L-E, DIDDLE, at adamneed.com. Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. Are you drunk? Are you horny? Call the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206 666 all right, we got a few phone calls here. The Stick Wrong Hotline. Uh, the first one came from uh, Trucker Paul. It's been a while. Hey, Stick and Wrong, Trucker Paul. Happy birthday, Dave Simon. Thank you, there, Trucker Paul. Forty. Wow. I've got a few months till I hit 40. I can't believe both of you are actually probably older than me. <laughs> Holy shit. Can you believe that? I think he's lying. Maybe he's not. I don't know. I mean, I, did you assume Trucker Paul is just older than us? I guess. He's got Life a few kids. Life on the road. I just, I don't know. I just I always just assumed he was not... You know, not like significantly older. I didn't think he was going to be like 20 years older than us. But I thought he'd be like maybe mid 40s but apparently we're older than trucker paul how's that make you feel wackerly bad <laughs> very bad that's fucking amazing <laughs> yes it is uh glad the wedding's going good don't drink too much on your birthday right and um i'm not gonna make fun of you turning 40 is bad enough <laughs> yes adios lick my balls LMB. LMB. I agree. Turning 40 is bad enough. And we drank a lot. I drank a lot on that Friday. Were you hungover? I know. Over? You don't know when to go home because the bar just, they just keep having new bartenders come and it's like 4 a.m. You know, there's no, no plan to close down the bar. Well, so my sister did a little research. So we went to a bunch of dive bars. Like we weren't hanging out at casinos the whole night. We were actually at dive bars. The so casinos never shut down. But it's weird being at a bar 
And two o'clock rolls around. No one says anything. You just keep drinking. Three o'clock rolls around. No one says anything. You just keep drinking. It's, it's really weird. It's unnerving. And, uh, and yes, and we were highly intoxicated. And we got to that point where um, my sister kept, made this cake. She's so, she's so fucking weird. She's so, my sister's so weird. She made this cake. You do not know she didn't make it. She well, got she didn't it, make it, she but... Went, you, don't, you don't even understand how much, like, trouble she went to to obtain this cake. And obviously, she's just subjecting Jer, Big Jared all this tr- problems. They're, like, in Vegas, and they can't even have fun because your sister's, like, she's obsessed with all this process. My, my sister, that's it's the like thing. It's like you're an eight-year-old. But no, but that's the thing. That's why she's such a successful events planner. She's maniacal about it. And obsessive. And she goes around. She made Jer go to like six different Walmarts to go find a place that would make a custom cake where they print photographs on the cake. And it's not just one photo. She had like, what, six photos? It was a veritable montage. It was a montage of embarrassing photos of me from high school. There's pictures of the cake. We'll post it. But embarrassing pictures of me from high school. And one photo of this weird, like, homosexual not even a cousin, like cousin-in-law that we had that used to babysit us back in the 70s. Yeah, I didn't get this photo. <laughs> I mean, I saw the photo, but I did not but He just was it. like some weird stereo homo. It. Carrie Joe was his name. And so my sister gets a picture. It's like all... Was it Carrie Joe Wheeler? <laughs> all five pictures were of me from high school. And then the top corner, there's a picture of Carrie Joe, who's not even a blood relative, but he was like this weird, scary old homo that my mom let babysit us. Hmm. Explains a lot. Explains a lot about Jeffrey, I think. Hmm. Because uh, he bathed Jeffrey. Never bathed me. <laughs> you dodged a bullet. <laughs> now, I remember what was funny about that guy. I've only met the guy like maybe twice. And uh, I think I was in, like, I think I was like 15 or something when I, when I met him. He, he'd come around that it's often. It's an impressionable age. Well, I was like 15 years old and we're at my Aunt Nancy's house. And so it's, he's a cousin-in-law. So it's my, my uncle-in-law, his brother's adopted son. So I don't really know the guy. But I remember being there, me and my sister just making fun of him the whole time. He's like some weird old, scary old homo. Right. And uh, we're just making fun, fun of, of him. by 15 and a 13-year-old. And my sister, and well, I kept going. Every time I walked by, I was like, hey, have you met my brother Jeffrey? Jeff works at a bar called... Um, the cum locker or whatever it was, or the manhole. That's what it was. I was the like, he works at the locker. he works at the manhole. Somebody, something tells me the Chicago, you know, city council wouldn't allow that bar. I would, I wouldn't be surprised Hang if signage. they have a bar called Cum Locker, or maybe that's just the nickname for my brother's apartment. But I, I was like, yeah, my brother works at the manhole. My brother's looking at me like, dude, would you shut the fuck up? And so then Carrie just like, oh, I love the manhole. And so anyway, we're making fun of him. And then my mom comes around and she's like, oh, Kerry Joe, he used to babysit you, you know, when you were four years old. And I was like, what the fuck? Why mm, would you ever, the memory out. why would you leave your children alone with this man? I don't know. It's a anyway. different time back then. <laughs> he was just, uh, he was just a festive dude. He was creepy, dude. He just looked like some creepy child rapist. Mm. But so my sister gets this extra creepy picture of the dude and puts it on the cake. So we're drunk. The only piece that she keeps was the, was the cutout cop piece of Carrie Joe. And it was like the restaurant put it in a little travel bag, travel box. And so she gives it to me and we're wasted. And at one point we're walking down Fremont Street and a cake fight ensued. Like a massive cake. Did you get any cake on you? No. My brother I mean, I, ran away. I, I saw that. I mean, not that I saw. 
I did see the cake flying, but I I envisioned this happening early on in the night. Like if this if the cake is carried around, at some point it's going to be airborne. It was. And bad. I'm gonna have to wear like a fucking Gallagher rain suit. I'm surprised. I'm surprised I didn't get tased by this the is Vegas exactly what we were PD. talking about before. These people are were these people that we're talking about. The participants of this story are between the ages of you know what thirty seven and forty five, forty yeah, forty three, <laughs> and we're fucking throwing cake at each other in public. In public, yeah. And then now very, keep in mind, very, very entertaining. And the amusing. cake fight occurred after Wackerly smashed the ceramic baby. After the so, baby, let's just say the baby was smashed. The baby was smashed. Cake fight, cake fight ensued. So, uh, Trucker Paul, to answer your question, we, we got really drunk that, that weekend. Um, let's move on to the next, uh, the next call. It's from a psychopath. Hey, thanks. What's up? Smith here. Hey, uh, if this message doesn't make you guys immediately quit podcrafting, I don't think anything will. Be careful. Wackerly's like on the edge of quitting every episode. We just have to get rid of all these t-shirts. So anyway, I'm driving down the road tonight, just drinking deeply of the sweet nectar of your most recent craft. And I realized, it's weird. God, I've been listening to everything these guys have cranked out for the last nine fucking years. Yeah. Some of my yeah. favorites multiple Continuous times. Improvement. Multiple and times. as I'm thinking this, I realized like, God, these two guys are like my bros, man. <laughs> like you guys have made me laugh. You guys have made me cry. You guys have spoken to me at levels I can't even put into words. Like, you've opened my mind in ways that I never even thought were fucking possible. You know? And as I'm thinking all this... All right, I'm done prografting. Let's, let's just go. <laughs> I realized I probably feel the same way about D. Simon and Lance Wackerly, the your average psychopath fucking stalker feels about the woman he's about to rape and murder. When I realized all this, I knew I had to share it with you, that you guys would care enough about how I felt that you'd want to know. So gentlemen, thank you for everything you've done. Keep it fucking sick. Keep it fucking wrong. Oh, one more thing. I'm still pissed off that you guys didn't play the fucking tranny confession that I phoned in like six months ago. You have no fucking idea how difficult it was to even leave that message. So fuck you for that. Tranny confession. Do you even remember that? No. Maybe you just deleted it. You know, I, I probably did. Um, if you're going to send a call and it's over three minutes, we're not going to play it. It's too long. So uh, it's just too long because we comment and then there's next thing you know, it's a 10-minute phone call. So if you have a, the tranny confession, or if you're making a tranny confession, call it back in. Just make sure it's under three minutes. We'll play it. It sounds <laughs> like something we'd play, though. But, hey. Um but beyond that, though, Wackerly, how does it make you feel that this guy is like this psychopathic attraction to you? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't make me feel anything unfeeling. So, so next, next time he's in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area and wants to have a uh, drink with you, you're going to go meet him? No, of course not. <laughs> and that is the reason we don't tend to meet our fans. So people wonder like, hey, we come to your city. Why aren't you going to hang out? There you go. If you ever Although wonder, if you do want to hang go. out with one of us, I have to point out to people that D. Simon is much more likely to accept your like the hit rate for you is maybe like one percent, and for me it's zero percent. So I am definitely more Planning amenable. Vacation. I'm <laughs> more amenable to, to, to hanging out with fans than uh, Wackley. I think Wackley's met like maybe two fans. 
over the nine years. I've met more than that. <laughs> and some of them, actually, has been a lot of fun. So that being said, this is the typical reason why we don't tend to go drink with our fans, because they're going to try to make a coat out of our skin. I guarantee at least this guy has thought one, maybe once or twice, you know, I'd love to have a Jew coat, a Jew coat of skin, a Jew coat of many colors, because I'm all tattooed. <laughs> It's creepy. Um, let's move on to the last phone call. Okay. Stick it wrong, Dr. Fuzz. Hey, I need your uh, porn contacts to get a question answered here. What the hell happened to QC and porn? So, like, I'm sitting down to rub one out, go ahead to Uges or whatever, and everything's looking good. Nice chick, nice ass. Woohoo, off come the panties, and there's a fucking zit on her ass cheek. All I can see is that thing bobbing up and down like a fucking cyclops looking at me. Toner butter boner deflation. <coughs> Absolutely awful. By the way, I'm sick of this whiny shit about uh, 40. I'm going to hit 55, and uh, I'm going to be probably paying 15 bucks for a boner pretty soon. So uh, I think you guys need to talk to somebody out there. And get a little QC for us poor old bastards. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Later. <laughs> it's funny that he's 55 because think about the just changes in porn. Oh, know, over during... the over the decades, yeah. Right. I mean, this, I mean this even, guy... even the advent of VHS to this guy was like, holy shit, this is awesome. I mean, I can just be in the privacy of my own home and fucking jack off to this film. It's amazing. This guy probably saw Debbie Does Dallas in a the theater. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, he was jacking off to magazines at one point. Yeah, the uh, heyday of like Penthouse and uh, Playboy. And then now it's like all of a sudden you're like, dude, I mean, what do you think this guy thinks of like RedTube or Pornhub? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, well, he doesn't amazing. like it because there's a zit on the ass. And it's like, guy, just there's a fucking million other videos just click next yeah but you know what though this dude grew up jacking off to like hustler penthouse where they airbrush the girls asses right so it's like and he's he probably sits there and watches it. like the and he watches the the whole porn for like the storyline set up and all that stuff <laughs> yeah but that is kind of funny it's like the reason there's no quality control in porn is because anybody there's can no do it. it anymore dude did you see that video of the uh slut that um was the cam slut that was like masturbating in the library at the University of Oregon? No, but I know what I'm Googling right now. <laughs> Her name's Kendra Sunderland, and she's a cam, a cam chick, like a cam model. And she was in like, she was a, I think she was a student there at one point. She went to the library and filmed a video of her uh, masturbating. Okay. And dude, I gotta say, I was able to jack off to it last night. Super hot. But it's total. I mean, it's done with like her cell phone. You know, anybody can do porn now. Well, well, but the problem is making a li living off of doing porns. Well, but I mean, you think about it, it's a double-edged sword. So it's like, what do you want? Just like the privileged few companies that are QCing, doing quality control porn, but there's less of it. Or do you want anybody, any amateur who's able to film porn on their cell phone, posting it to Pornhub? I mm. personally would rather have more porn. Yeah, Even if wouldn't? it doesn't look as good. But to me, I actually don't mind that. I don't mind the uh, the sit on the ass. Not that I'm into the sits or, or <laughs> like, ass you acne. Like a, you just want a pizza pizza crotch. No, but <laughs> no. What I like is I like it, the reality of that amateur porn. Like that's just like I could film that myself. 
You know, it's like I want to see. I don't usually jack off to like some polished porn star and just you know fucking vivid. I do jack porn. off to Polish porn stars. <laughs> I do jack off to the Czech, the Czech porn stars. Oh, they're not from Poland it's or Czech the Russians. Yeah. But sometimes you see zits on their asses too. Yeah. You know what I like about those foreign porn stars is you can tell that uh, the quote-unquote director or whoever's got his hand on the camera uh, tells the girls and the guys, the actors and actresses, that to not say anything because <laughs> they want to. I think some dudes don't like to jack. They like they're like I want to hear American talk. I don't want to hear that foreign shit. So they never say anything. They're never like yeah yeah because the you know they're just like oh, oh. yeah. Yeah, even the guys don't really say anything. Like, yeah, you know uh, they tell them not yeah. to talk because uh, well, we'd ruin it because you're like they oh, want people. These to are think that They're American. <laughs> How come they don't do that for the Japanese porn? Because you know they're foreign. I can't jack off to that. Yeah, I, that I don't squeaking. Find it, it just, I'm just like, oh, I just don't find it sexy. Up. I find it funny though when they have like uh, the group sex with the Russians because it's like you're at this weird Russian house in like Chernobyl, Dacha, yeah, Dacha, or Dachau or whatever. And it's yeah. just this like weird studio with like furniture from like the 1960s, and then it's just like these teenagers are all sitting there. It's really awkward, and you can tell it's just sex traffickers being like, "No, go do that now. Us eating now." <laughs> and like no one can say anything. It's just creepy. Have you ever noticed that? It's all disjointed. It's creepy. Yeah. But yet I still jack off to it anyway because I like the I like the volume of porn that we have accessible now. You it's know? almost too much when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, but this dude, uh, Doctor Fuzz here, is a porn yeah. perfectionist. Yeah, he wants like twenty porn movies a year that are like you know like like he puts it quality control. Yeah, QC and porn. It's a, but you know what? The, we gotta redo this whole goddamn scene. There's a stray pube. <laughs> God damn it! Cut. <laughs> but but that's the thing it's like you know what you can have your 20 videos that you gotta jack off to multiple, multiple times but me I want new content so I don't care if this is it on a girl's ass yeah remember when you uh, you know when you'd have the VHS tape that you obtained in some disgusting nefarious way you would jack off to that same porn like what 50 100 times same scene sometimes more yeah and, and you now, you just, every now, scene. now you're like oh I've, never, I've already seen this one it's ridiculous <laughs> watching I, that again yeah i know it's funny it's like you, you look at that you go to like uges or red tube or something you're just like dude really fucking saw this scene you move this on to the next one hell. this is from like last year it. it's ridiculous <laughs> if i World wanted to porn. jack off to the same thing i would just go have sex with my wife i'll still ask ryan keely though how come uh they don't do qc and porn but i guarantee it has to be because of the influx of amateur videos that's probably well, I why. mean, you know, the, this girl's a porn star, not Ryan Keeley, the girl that he's referring to. And you're like, oh, okay, come on, Susie, you're going to do this great scene. You're going to look super sexy. And then you're like, there's a zit on your ass. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, what are you supposed to do? She's a person. So what happens. People get You can zits. apply some pancake to it or something. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's all dirt, wet dirty and moist ass. down there. Was this guy a dermatologist? I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was a mole. <laughs> People, uh, give us a call, 206-666-3846. Um, iTunes, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong, subscribe, rate, comment. It really does give us exposure. We appreciate it. And it's simple and uh, relatively painless. 
Uh, also, uh, we started the Sick and Wrong Facebook page. We didn't just recently start it, but we recently tried to renovate it and make it popular. So uh, go to sickandwrongpodcast.com. I think it's, wait, just go to Facebook and uh, go to my Facebook and just find the Sick and Wrong fan page. Uh, we're posting all sorts of new content to it. You can rate, you can follow it, you can have fun with it. Something to do with your whole family. You can, instead of like uh, watching the new Frozen movie or, uh, or the new animated Disney movie, you can just sit around and look at the Sick and Wrong Facebook page and you can see all the new posts that I make. It's connected to my Instagram. Do you know that, Wacker? You follow me on Instagram? No, of course not. Dish. Anyway, Sick and Wrong Facebook page is up there now. Also, we have prints available, t-shirts available, stickers available at the Sick and Wrong store, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. We have uh, sexy quad tees. I actually have a few of the logo tees available as well. So just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store, order a t-shirt today. Finally, here's Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Came in from Fritz. Fritz writes, is this Fritzel? D's... I don't know if it's Fritz, though. It just says Fritz. Oh. Um, I'm thinking it's a pseudonym. Yeah. Fritz writes, is this D's band in college? Wayne County and the Electric Chairs. Fuck off. That's the name of the uh, song. Hmm. I wish this was my band in college. These guys are awesome, actually. Um, right. Wayne County and the Electric Chairs won the first wave of punk bands from uh, like the mid-1970s. You know, that whole era of music is one of my favorite genres. You got like the Ramones, Stooges, Blondie, uh, New York Dolls. There's a lot of amazing bands. Dead Boys, amazing bands came out of that time. And uh, Wayne County is uh, no exception. What's interesting about this band is that it was Wayne County was a transgendered woman from Georgia. Well, a transgendered man from Georgia who eventually made the full transition and became Jane County. I think you're supposed to refer to them as their, what, you know, their, what their preferred gender. So a transgender woman? She's a transgendered woman. So even when he was a man, with the with the with the full package that a man has, he was I'm a woman. I'm just going by the current social justice rules. See, Wackley knows transgendered women. I do. I don't. I only. I think. Well, I know a couple. One of the transgendered men I know is one of the biggest dicks I've ever met. But you know, I'm not judging him because he's a transgendered man. He's just an asshole. That's ironic, though. Does he have a dick? I don't know. I mean, I'm not going down there. It doesn't matter to me. That's what I'm saying. He's a dude, but he's a fucking asshole. Does he have facial hair? Yes. Wow. Yes, that's creepy too. Um, But you know what? In this day and age, if you want to be a woman, be a woman. If you want to be a man, be a man. So, uh, If you want to be a My Little Pony, be a My Little Pony. If you want to be a diaper-wearing adult child, do that. Just do whatever you want. Be a brony. Yeah. Do what you like. Mix and match. You could be multiple of those things. You could be a transgendered adult baby brony pony guy yeah you could you could why not that. poop your pants um, so the band was it. headed by a georgia transgender woman wayne county who later changed her name to jane county and they were so big in 77 that the police actually uh supported them opened up for them the band the police the band sting the police not the actual cops yeah and uh, one of the uh, members of the police actually joined Wayne County the Electric Chairs for a bit. And no one's ever heard of that band. So thank you, Fritz, for sending that in. The song Fuck Off is uh, one of their finest ditties. So we're going to end the show here with Wayne County the Electric Chairs Fuck Off. People will be back next week with episode, uh, what are we at? 469. Till then, take it sleazy.
If you don't wanna fuck me, baby, baby, fuck off. If you don't wanna fuck me, baby, baby, fuck off. I ain't got time for yesterday's news. Don't shoot me up with your bullshit news. If you don't wanna fuck me, baby, baby, fuck off. When you play with my knees, you ain't nothing but a prick tease. If you don't want a piece of the action, baby, take a walk. There's a door, watch your hurry. Hot shit I heard You ain't nothing but a cold turd If you don't wanna fuck me, baby Baby, fuck off One, two, three, four Time to take a walk with me on my meat rack, then you can just get the hell out of my breadline. Bob, dude, I'm totally sorry, but the, it didn't sound good. No, you are sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you... motherfucker. <laughs> You're not bugging me at all. What? All right, yeah, can we can we do it one more time? I want to get the uh, those two things for again. For so it just didn't come out that that good that time. So okay. Okay, wait a minute. You want me to do both of them again? Yeah, yeah. So do um. Actually, we're gonna do uh. You're listening to Sick and Wrong. This is Bob Madigan. You're listening to Sick and Wrong with Dean Lance. With who? With uh, <laughs> D and Lance. So, this, this is Bob Madigan. You're listening to Sick and Wrong. Just do that. Yeah. Okay. You All ready? Right. I'm ready. This is Bob Madigan, a.k.a. Donkey Daddy, and you're listening to Sick and Wrong. Oh, dude, that was perfect. And then uh, one more say, uh, this is Bob Madigan, and happy anniversary, Sick and Wrong. Okay. Happy anniversary, sick and wrong.
This is Bob. Peace out.